Welcome to EFG, LFG, PSC. My name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host, as always, and I'm joined by my very good friend of far too long, Dana Brown. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. How are you? I am doing pretty well. Those of you listening, this is the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast, all about World of Warcraft for casual fans. That means once a week, Dana and I get together and we make fun of ourselves for a little while. And then I hit the record button and we talk all about the cool things that players need to learn about the world of Azeroth. This week, we're going to do something special. We're going to spend this is the only podcast where we are going to dedicate our time to the covenant of Venthyr, those goth fools. We're going to do it now. So we just get it out of our system yep, and we don't have to worry about it again. So Dana, I have had an incredibly eventful week. You so have. yeah. Why don't you start with your stuff and I'll tell you some of my interesting stories. All right. So, uh, we prepared for this hurricane that was coming in, uh, that was supposed to come in to us. It did still hit us, but you got it far worse than we did, but you will talk about that on your side. But for mine, the only real like super eventful thing that we had go on was the fact that our mythic raid actually finally got the second kill on Shadhar, or as we like to call him Doggo, which our second kills tend to be notoriously super difficult and elusive. So the fact that we got it pretty easily this time was pretty great. So you were saying that Shadar is really just kind of a healing check for you guys. So oh, yeah. since you're one of the healers, that basically mean that all the times you didn't get it right were your fault? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you want to put it that way, that's, you know, just, you, can, you can be wrong. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's <laughs> fine. If Trust me, if I was there, it would have been my fault. So <laughs> don't worry about that. So, yeah, man, this week has been nuts World of Warcraft wise for me. I sold my first piece of uncanny, you know, eye level 400 equipment that I made myself and sold. That was a wild ride. Sold for almost 10,000 gold, which was pretty fun. I only have to do that 500 more times, or no, 50,000 more times. Oh, uh, and uh, then I can have a, a Brutosaur. Spoilers, I don't want a Brutosaur. They're too expensive. Yeah. But I only have to do that maybe 20 times, and I can get a free month of WoW, which is sure. kind of what I'm going at. But that wasn't even the most exciting thing. So I have my crazy Mythic Jaina mount. You do, I know. So it was it, it was a bit of a of a hullabaloo in guild when I found it because I think everyone was just assuming that at some point before the end of the expansion y'all were just going to drag me in specifically to try and you know after you guys were all set to yep. get it and I just linked it in chat and they were like how the heck did you do that because you know they I think everybody just assumes I have no friends and so <laughs> We are your uh, only friends, Steve. You are the only <laughs> friends in the whole world. And it turns out that what happened is uh, one of my old LARPing buddies came back to World of Warcraft kind of around the uh, – before I did, but around the same time. Okay. And she found out that I was playing because I posted a podcast that you might be familiar with. And so she was like, hey – uh, we do mythic Jaina runs where we basically just farm the mount. And do you want to go? And I was like, well, I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, I don't know how long it'll take. 
And it turns out that their runs to her are about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so once I found out that it was only 20 minutes, I was like, all right, well, let me just let the general know and I'm going to get right in there. And I went and I would like to point out that they did wipe a few times because it always takes them a little bit of time to get in there. Apparently they have a cheesy strat, which is when they're fighting Jaina, they just all clump up on her and mm-hmm. don't interrupt her and just outrace her all her crap. Oh, and so they, have they just method. they just literally beat the crap out of her, which was so I had been there for a mythic Jaina kill because you guys I went there the second time and it this was it was like a completely different game. I had no idea what was going on. Everything was blue. It was very bright and very scary. But <laughs> I lived, nice. which is which is impressive. Which was better and, than you did with us. Which I, well, I, I mean, I think some of that was because I was familiar with some of the mechanics. True. Also, they killed her incredibly fast. It was kind of terrifying how fast they got her. And then we came out and you, you know, the way that it works for those that haven't done it is you get like a chest at that's on the boat and you, we just opened it up and I got it. And what was cool is I got one and apparently they're like main tank who had had just terrible luck. Mm-hmm also was able to get his. And so I thought that was, I thought that was actually kind of cool. I told them, I was like, listen, guys, if you need me, I'll, you know, I'll come back because I feel like I owe them. Right. Because like I rolled in and first day was in there for 20 minutes and they came out with it, but it's a really cool looking mount. It's like a, it looks like a water elemental. Yep. Definitely looks like something that would be summoned by Jaina. So that was fun. But I had something else weird happen today. So I'm, I love social interactions. I mean, we play an MMO because we want to play with other people, right? Otherwise, I would just play Mass Effect or something over and over and over again. But uh, I was standing in Stormwind on my auction house alt, who is ungilded, specifically because I just don't want to deal with people talking to me in guild when I'm doing my work. Okay. And some dude just rolled up on me and just started spamming me with guild invites. Now, I found out later, turns out that there's a setting. You can turn those off. My bad. I didn't know that. I just kept rejecting them. And I think I had to reject like 100 invites. I'm pretty sure they macroed it. Oh. Because they just wouldn't stop. And eventually I said to them... Like, do you mind, bro? (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, no, I don't. And then they just kept going. And after a while, I was like, guy, you know, I've I've had toddlers. (laughs) So, like, I could do this all day. I felt like Captain America, you know. And he eventually lamented or relented, rather. He might he might have lamented it afterwards, but he He probably did. Uh, he surrendered and realized that it was not going to go down. So he challenged me to a mount off. How does one even uh, do that? Well, well, I mean, the way you challenge it is you say, all right, buddy, you're such a pro mount off. And so here's what a, do you know what a mount off is? I'm going to assume it is just like get on your coolest mounts. I mean, more or less, that's exactly what it is. He got on some weird mount and said to me, if you're such a pro, show me a mount that I don't have, more or less. 
Okay. And I couldn't do it. He <laughs> had everything that I had. And eventually I was just like, you're good. He, so, I mean, I tried with, he has a PV, he had a PVP title, so I assume maybe he does a raid. So I was like, how about the Mythic Jane amount? <laughs> that didn't work. And I tried the freaking dinosaur for the glory to the Durazzler Raider. Oh, he had that one too. And I tried to go old school with the Amani Warbear. And then I forgot that you can get those right now solo because they didn't take them out. So they, I just kind of. They didn't take them out completely. They just changed the coloring. So it's not the true Amani Warbear. It's like a pink version of the Amani Warbear. Oh, well, he had the same one that I did, so okay. he'd been around a long time. At the end of the day, I just kind of stopped, and then eventually they started role-playing with me. Oh. <laughs> Not that kind of role-playing. So they decided, because my, my bank alt is a Kul'Tearan human with, it's a woman, with silver hair. And so they decided that it was Jaina's grandmother. That's just oh. what they decided that's who I was right. and that I was to be respected. And so they role played fear and left me alone. Uh, that's one way to do it, I guess. And I guess that's one way to excuse yourself <laughs> from a conversation. <laughs> I was not mad, but here's the problem, though. I'm a very competitive person uh, when I are. want to when I want to be. So like now I want to win mount offs. So I proceeded to spend my lunch break today looking up YouTube videos about how to get rare mounts. I can't lose that again. That was demoralizing. Aww. You know? You know what I mean? Well I can't I got I gotta I gotta be ready next time. So yeah. we're we'll we'll I I will keep everyone abreast of my Your mount shenanigans. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that was I have in fact had a very, very eventful week. It's crazy. Yeah, on top of that, you also lost power for what, three days? That's true. I did also lose power from Tuesday night until Thursday, which for those of you who were waiting for the podcast last week, sorry. It would have been fine if it was not so gosh darn hot. Right. That was the hard part was the fact that it's like 90 degrees outside right now. Yeah, it's oh man, it, it was hard to sleep, especially both the general and I have CPAP machines. So like, yeah. it's really hard for me to sleep without it. My kids could hear me. They probably could have heard me next door at the neighbors. Aww. It's pretty bad. I snore super bad, but we ended up getting it back and it was 2.30 in the morning and Jenna woke me up and I didn't figure it out. What did it take me like five minutes to figure uh, out what you woke me about for? Wake up. <laughs> wake up. You're like, what? What? I'm like, no, seriously, look. You're like, yeah. I'm like, you can see me, right? You're like, yeah. I'm like, we have lights. <laughs> Let there be light. Yeah, it took me a very, very, very long time to get some of my power back, to, to get recognition that we had power, which in retrospect, kind of dumb. But I was also half asleep, so I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break. There you go. But that meant that Friday... Like Friday night, I had a ton of work to do <laughs> getting red, get, getting caught up on all my emissaries. That's Whew. true. It, I managed. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that was a fun little adventure with no power. I am glad that I don't live in the Dark Ages anymore. So right. happy, very happy to have power back. There are actually some people in Connecticut that still don't have it. I know. I saw there was a map today that was like 90,000 people still don't have power. 
something obscene? Yes, and there are actually a lot of – there are a fair number of those people or not of those people. There's a fair number of other people and they have power but they have no internet because there have been other issues with cell service and utility. We actually had the problem with both cell service and power. So, you know, it'd be one thing if we could go to my – my sister's house and charge up all our devices and come home. But when we came home, we couldn't even text people. Right. I have like 10 or 12 texts in queued up in my workplace. You know, my day job, we have like a group text. I have like 10 or 12 texts that nobody ever saw that I'm pretty sure are going to come through at some point. I just don't know when, and I'm really hoping it's going to confuse the heck out that of it's, people. yeah, I'm just, I would be fine with confusing the heck out of them. I'm hoping that it's not at two in the morning. True. That's what I'm really like. I would love it if it was at like noon and someone called me to be like, Hey, you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, let's talk world of Warcraft. Yay. I'm done talking about no power. So the Venthyr. Yeah. Last time we talked about the Kyrian, who are our our buddies. What is the, the Venthyr? I mean, where are you at before we talk about how you know their powers and whatnot? Where are you at temperature wise with whether you like them or not? So, so I'm at like a two out of ten. Yeah, unfortunately, I never really got into like the vampire gothic trope of like my life. So while they have some cool stuff in game. I and I really want to like them. I just, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a goth girl. That's just never been me. You never had a goth phase, is what you're saying? No, I had an emo phase. I learned well, that one on TikTok the other day. It was like, hey, if you heard these twelve songs and you know what they are, you were emo when you were younger. And I knew all twelve, so I learned that one. But I was never gothic. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, emo is like. Kind of, it's in the same family. I would like to think uh, it's yeah. probably not, but whatever. So, are emo and goth the same thing, honey? No. All right, they're not. <laughs> well, I I trust her to not lead me astray. So, the Venthyr is, I mean, more or less, they're the vampires. Kalefas Sunstrider, who we previously beat the, in fact, you and I beat the crap out of. That's how yeah. old school he is. Is like chilling with them. Dana, why don't you tell us a little bit? about their lore and, and all that stuff. All right. So the way that I read the Venthyr is that this feels very much kind of like a purgatory for people who were kind of a little sketch in their real life. <laughs> They're the people who kind of take in those, uh, the souls that have burdens, essentially. So people who had one of like the seven deadly sins almost, where if they had, you know, they were bogged down by greed or pride or apathy or materialism or something, and it's keeping them from going into one of the other covenants, they come to Venthyr and, or Revendreth, I should say, and they kind of atone for their sins, essentially. They get tortured and they figure out if they can actually be redeemed. And then if they are, then after an eternity in Revendreth, they will move on to the other covenants. And if not, then they go to the Maw, which is kind of like jail. That makes sense. And that's yeah. why the jailer is the is the boss of the Maw, because it's jail. Yep. So... 
that also explains why Kael'thas is in there. I suspect that we will yeah. see some other smaller lore characters in there. That's just my, like, I'm sure that some of the quests for them are going to be really interesting. Yeah. From a story perspective, that does sound super neat, right? Mm-hmm. That this is where, like, the flawed characters would go. And from a lore perspective, that sounds kind of cool, too, to see who some of the heroes will be. And obviously there are going to be villains, in there trying to atone or deal with their shenanigans. So I'm really interested in that. Their aesthetic, though, I mean, their back blings are, and I'm just calling it back blings. I'm just going to own it. That's, that's just right. what they are. It's a tombstone that's chained to your back. Right. I'm like. a little worried about that one. I do like the blades, though. If what if that's a back piece or a shoulder piece or whatever, like the six blades, that's pretty cool looking. That's very roguish. Yeah, it does. It, it really does look. It does look cool. It, that one is fine, but the tombstone. <laughs> it's just a little. It's a little on the nose. Hey, strapping, carrying your burdens. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and I know. I trust me. I get it. It's a little on the nose. You know what I mean? On the nose for me. So, what else do you want to share about them before we start talking about like abilities and stuff? So, I was watching a couple of YouTube videos this week, and people were just kind of like doing stuff around Venthyr, showing the campaign a little bit. And I didn't watch a lot of like the how to do the campaigns because I want to be able to like get beta access and do that myself. But there was one cool thing that I saw that they were showing is the fact that in Venthyr, they have these really cool old school, like gothic carriages that are like little taxis that bring you around on the zone, which is very on brand for them. And then the first raid is actually in Venthyr. It's the castle. You get to go into Dracula's castle. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, the the fact that the first raid is basically Dracula's castle, that part sounds cool to me. Yeah. So being one of these guys, not super interested, beating one of these guys, very, very interested. Right. So I am very much looking to that raid coming out, to it being defeated, and to the alt raid starting to do that one. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm curious to see who the end the end boss is in there. He has a name. Yeah, I think it's I one don't of know the. Who it is. I think it's one of the head Venthyr people or something. Like I supposedly they're corrupt or something. What we know from the general like story is that Vanus breaking the Lich King's helmet has disrupted the flow of anima throughout the Shadowlands and that has had significant impact on all four of the covenants. Right. It it also has disrupted the balance between them. Like this is where I'm really planning to take my time leveling the characters. Mhm. And like doing the quests and not really rushing through. Like I actually feel like I know the lore a little bit better than I really ever have before. I've been watching a lot of stuff. Yeah. And reading and trying to pay attention to it. And I wouldn't even be able to speculate, but I am excited to actually hear more. Just to give you an illustration, this is the thing that I did. I did not draw the connection until I did my cloak quest on my second character. I did not realize that who Ra Den was in Nihilotha. 
Like, oh. <laughs> I knew it was tragic, but I didn't realize that he was the dude that was in the the Chamber of Heart and sacrificed himself. Like, that made it so tragic. And when I realized it, I forget where I was. I, w- I mean, I was in the alt raid that we do on Fridays. <laughs> And it just occurred to me like all at once. And I like stood up at my computer and that was a really cool moment because I've never really paid enough attention (laughs) to draw those kind of connections before. But now I I'm really excited to pay attention. Uh So uh, it'll be interesting. So I'm actually super excited for all of the lore that they're putting into this expansion. Yeah, I agree with you, Dana. I'm very excited about the lore. What's going to be interesting about this is this is going to be an opportunity for them to bring a bunch of stuff back. But I am absolutely convinced that this is also going to be an opportunity for them to show us stuff that's coming in the future. Oh, for sure. They can definitely lay a lot of the groundwork and a lot of the seeds for future expansions in this one. Exactly, because this is where all people go to die. And so, like, wouldn't it be interesting if we see NPCs that are races that we've never met before? Oh, like extinct races. Like extinct races or races that we just haven't met, you know, maybe from other worlds. Like, I would presume that we're going to see if there are people from Draenor here, right? Hmm. I mean, Draenor is another planet. That's true. And we know lore-wise that there are other planets, because yep. that's where all this old god shenanigans really is coming from. Because mm-hmm. the old gods kind of planted there by the void to try and corrupt planets that have titans in them. So there could just be another world. That's which, true. my perspective, I feel like they need to do that. Like we need to leave. We either need to leave Azeroth. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. Not, like, going to Draenor, but, like, go to another planet as big as Azeroth. Or we need Azeroth to get, like, completely rewritten. I think this expansion gives us the opportunity to do that. Oh, but I think sure. having cool races here that we wouldn't be able to get, or maybe a, maybe there's a race that's in here that's trapped that we can go rescue. Because, I mean, they added two allied races at the end of BFA. True, they did. That were races that were met during that expansion, I guess, right? Is that how the Volpera were? Were they introduced? They, Yeah, they... Plot-wise? I'm pretty sure, plot-wise, it was like halfway through BFA when we met Volpera. And same thing with Mechanomes, right? So I, that makes perfect sense to me that there would just be a new allied race... Maybe a new kind. Well, we already have a new kind of Draenor. Who knows? It could be just a new kind of dwarf. Although, realistically, do we have a race that doesn't have... I mean, it could be a new kind of Pandarian or something. Like, that kind of thing. Give us something that is... Because it would have to be... So far, it looks like all the races have an alternate, right? Like, there's Funky Torn and Funky Trolls and Funky Orcs. And the Elves and the Draenei. I mean, a new kind of undead makes sense also. So it'll be interesting to see what all happens with that. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's talk about covenant abilities, because that's the meat and potatoes of these things. We, we, we'll we get to the soul binds at the end, but let's do some ability stuff. So what is the covenant ability that everybody gets? 
So for Venthyr, the Covenant ability is called Door of Shadows, which is essentially just a really giant portal system where you can just kind of, it, they say, wend through the shadows appearing at, at targeted locations. So it's kind of like the mage portal system or like the old mage tower type of thing where it's like you go through this little door of shadow and you pop up at this location in the zone, which is really cool. But, you know, teleporting is not a novel idea in WoW. I was under the impression that it was like a dimension door kind of thing, like a shadow step. I didn't think it was like a portal. Is Is it? it, I mean, I haven't... It's called Door of Shadows. I'm assuming it's like a portal. Not like a literal portal, but it is essentially a portal. Um, I don't know. Let's look it up. We have the power of the internet. We do. Let's see here. Venthyr. It's just called Door of Shadows, right? Door of Shadows. Venthyr Door of Shadows. Oh, look. There's a YouTube video. Hold on, everybody, while I watch. Oh, yeah. It's targeted. So you put down, like, a mini AoE thing. It put, it gets out, like, the AoE reticle. Uh-huh. And you drag it along the ground. And it lets you teleport to that spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not specific places. It's wherever you want. Yes. So, I mean, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Now we are much cooler than I thought it was. (laughs) Yeah, we're what's cool about it is we are getting all of those because if you choose Venthyr, you're gonna get portals and stuff around the Venthyr place, right? Because that's part of gaining renown with them and all those shenanigans. But this is – it gives you a 40-yard shadow step, which I am assuming will be cool for – I'm actually really excited about using that for abusing older dungeons that weren't designed with shadow step in mind <laughs> so that you can – so that you can get past mobs or do skips and things like that to help see – because speed running dungeons to get through trash to get from boss to boss is really smart because especially if you can sequence break them just because it means that you can get through them faster because it's the bosses that drop the highest value stuff right so I'm very interested it's truthfully that may be the thing that makes the decision for me as far as where I put it like I might put it on a rogue just to have extra superpowers or maybe a mage for AoE I don't know maybe a warrior it, it gives me poss- it, 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 it leads me to believe that there are possibilities in that especially for like farming which is always on my mind so forgive me <laughs> but it, that is not quite as cool like I- I'm not going to go there for Dorngard, right like I need the toll <laughs> I need to be able to holy shock five dudes at once right but that is a pretty cool ability functionally we have to assume that it's it's not going to be overpowered in mythic dungeons because the mythic dungeons are going to be built assuming that people will have this power right. and if people use it to abuse that that that'll just get patched out like you know you're not going to be able to do huge skips if you have five venthyr people but maybe i might you know what i might even put my hunter in there because of that skip ability because she's my farmer so who knows so that's interesting interested to see how it goes the animation is kind of cool it's got this like bloody spiral which makes sense because they're vampires of course 
Now we've, we've talked about the covenant ability, so that's everybody. Everyone gets it. Also, everyone's going to get to take a spin with it while they're leveling through the Venthyr zone, which I believe is the last one that we go through. It is. Oh, which makes sense because they're they're also where things get stupid and it's where the first raid is. So we're all going to get a chance to take a spin before we make any real weird decisions. I'm really interested to hear about some of the class abilities, though. Yeah. So last week, you and I kind of after the episode that we did last time, you and I kind of divided up the job yep. to make life easier on both of us. So, so this will be everybody's first real peek at you and I dividing the labor. Yep. And so they know who is responsible for looking up the junk for what class. <laughs> so I figure we, we have our nice handy-dandy list. So why don't you start at the top of yours, I'll start at the top of mine, and we'll alternate. All right. Sounds good. All right, you so first. the first one on mine is Priest. They get something called Mind Games, uh, which assault an enemy's mind, dealing shadow damage, and briefly, what, about five seconds, it reverses their perception of reality. So any damage they deal will heal, and healing will deal damage. It's a very convoluted math equation that they do for how they figure out what how much damage or healing you do but in that process it restores some of your mana which can be pretty cool i mean that's actually kind of a good that would be a really good raid tool honestly in my opinion cool and it's only got a 45 second cooldown which they can just spam the crap out of that thing yeah, I mean that's that feels like that just is going to be a part of their rotation, especially if they are dealing damage or tr- there are certainly going to be mobs that will be affected by that, where that's going to be like a neat trick to deal with it. Yeah, might not be every dungeon, but there will definitely right. be some dungeons and some raids that will benefit from that if you have it. I'm going to start with warrior, I guess. So warriors get an ability called condemn which replaces execute that's so you know it has to be pretty impressive because execute is one of their core abilities so you condemn a foe to suffer for their sins causing some amount of shadow damage and it is only usable on enemies who are above 80 percent or below 20 percent so it costs uh it looks like yeah it it says 20 to 40 rage cost i'll be honest i'm still in the process of leveling my warrior so i can't speak to the exact i don't know if it has maybe a maybe it varies that part i'm not sure uh, it has a six second cooldown and if the foe survives a portion of the rage spent is refunded <laughs> basically <laughs> this is this it changes execute because normally execute is only used at the end right and now you get to use it at the beginning almost like it uses an opener or you know shortly after you get started once you have enough rage and then you can start you just punching it later on I think it's pretty cool yeah and this is certainly going to be a, a core ability for warriors I'm interested to see the math but yeah. you know we'll, we'll have to see how that goes yeah we've got a couple warriors in our group we can definitely see if either of them take Venthyr and what they yeah it'll be very interesting to see what they take yeah alright All right. 
Next. So, next one I have is Shaman, like me, called Chain Harvest. So it sends a wave of anima at the target, which then jumps to additional nearby targets, deals some amount of shadow damage up to five enemies, and restores some amount of health up to five allies. For each target that's critically struck, the cooldown of Chain Harvest is reduced by five seconds. It is a two and a half second cast, which is long for a healer. Pretty much like Chain Heal is now. I think Chain Heal is like 2.1 or something like that. Okay. And it's a 1.5 minute cooldown. So I'm I'm really struggling to see the benefit of this one. It just seems like it's another Chain Heal, but it's like a Chain Heal and Lightning combined. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to I'll have to see how that goes while I'm running around in Revendreth because jury's out on that one for me. I'm not really sure how I feel about that one. That one's really going to have a bigger purpose in Mythic Plus, where yeah. especially if it leaps from friendly to enemy targets, yeah. because there are plenty of circumstances where I would want to, and that's on a minute and a half cooldown, right? That's just a little bit longer than the cooldown for the Kyrian Hold Shock ability. And again, this is just theory crafting, but there are plenty of pulls where I would want to launch that into the crowd every minute and a half, which means basically once a pull, really, if you think about how fast you gotta go. Yeah. And the fact that I can top off some of my friends and deal damage, because if you are a healer in Mythic Plus, especially if you're a shaman or a paladin, like you have to be helping deal damage. Yep. Even as a you know druid, etc., like you have to be helping deal damage. And this lets you in one spell do both of those things, That's which true. is pretty awesome. So I'm I think the Kyrian one is better. However, I think this is not bad. I'm going to think that it definitely is less for for raids, although realistically in raids, especially if they put in some kind of timer or something like that, or if there's a boss that has a like like an an enrage timer or something like that, you know, being able to put a little bit extra damage in can't hurt. So that's my opinion on the the Shaman one. The name is awesome. (laughs) Chain Harvest, yeah. All right, let's go to Paladin, because I know Paladins. So Paladin's ability is called Ashen Hollow, or Hallow, not Hollow, Hallow. Hallow, you hallow the target area for 30 seconds. Every two seconds, the enemy in the area, so it's any enemy in the area, suffers some amount of shadow damage. It says 100% of spell power. Obviously, this is beta, so it's going to get tuned. And any ally in the area is healed for some greater, some amount of spell power that is greater than the amount of damage that is dealt. Again, that's generally kind of the way it is. Within the hollow, you may use Hammer of Wrath on any target. So there's two big key points to this. One, it's huge. This part, I actually looked it up. The range on this is massive. Like you drop it on the ground and it is bigger than a Consecrate by a lot. It also goes through corners. So like in PvP, somebody's hiding behind a wall, you can drop it down and it it hits the whole geometry, which is pretty awesome. It may not do much, but what it will do is distract them or provide them more garbage they have to deal with. The fact that you can put something down 
and it has a pretty wide range, I would imagine that this would also be useful in Mythic Plus because you can drop it down and just without thinking about it, it just passively heals everybody for 30 seconds, which is it has a four minute cooldown, which is a long time, but you can use it on every boss. And so especially on bosses that are just kind of tank and spank, you just put it down and you can get going. So I actually kind of like it. And frankly, being able to cast Hammer of Wrath whenever it's off cooldown on whoever that is inside this, that's actually pretty awesome because Hammer of Wrath combos off of a bunch of other abilities. There are some legendaries, etc., other you know talents, etc., where Hammer of Wrath actually makes a difference. I think Hammer of Wrath actually even generates holy power. So... That's really good. So, and being able to just chuck hammers while you are healing as part of your rotation is pretty awesome. And especially if you're in a Mythic Plus situation where you are dealing a lot of damage, I think this might actually do pretty well. So, yeah. yeah. So that is Ashen Hallow. I will always pronounce it hollow. That's as all right. opposed to hallow. I gotta think so. of like Halloween. Even Halloween, yeah. I say hollow. I don't say Halloween. Exactly. I think that's I think that's because we're from Connecticut. I'm that's pretty true. sure that that's everybody down here says Halloween. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because you're from, that's because you're in the South. I uh, know. And so, all right. So, what do you got next? Next is mages, I think. Yeah. Right? So I've got mage up next. They get mirror of torment. Um, so you conjure three mirrors to torment the enemy for 20 seconds. Whenever the target casts a spell or ability, a mirror is consumed to inflict some amount of damage, and their movement and cast speed are slowed by 15, uh, 15%. The final mirror will actually do a very, like, almost three times the amount of shadow damage as the first two, um, and then it'll root and silence them for four seconds. So this is kind of like a ramping help, which is pretty cool. I can see this being pretty enticing to some mages, for sure. Especially just, like, doing world quests, or in mythic dungeons, or anything like that. Like, I can see this being super valuable tool. Next is Hunters. I can talk about Hunters. Hunters get this thing called Flayed Shot. Very thematically named. So you fire a shot at your enemy, Costs 10 focus. It is instant cast on a 30 second cooldown. 10 focus is very cheap. Yeah, it is. So it is cheap. It's got the maximum. That's the range of shots for Hunter. So that's kind of irrelevant. 30 second cooldown means that's about half the cooldown of Bishal Wrath. You're going to be using this quite frequently, I think. And so the way it works is you fire a shot at your enemy, causing them to bleed for some amount of your attack power. It looks like a significant amount. And it looks it says 250% of your attack power. Again, I would presume that this will be balanced. And yeah. it, it's that much shadow damage over 20 seconds. So it does put a pretty significant dot on the enemy, which is consistent because Barb Shot also does a, a dot. And so each time Flayed Shot deals damage, you have a 15% chance to gain Flayer's Mark, causing your next kill shot to be usable on any target, regardless of the current health. So one of the Hunter changes is Kill Shot, which is essentially Hunter Execute, Okay, is coming to all specs. Oh. It's a baseline ability. So... The idea here is you throw down Flayed Shot, and I'm presuming you keep it up 
full time, right? Yeah. So it's a thirty second cooldown, and it don't it, it only deals damage for twenty seconds. But you're gonna try and maximize flade flayed shot uptime. I kind of dig it. So yeah, I think that maybe this is where I'm gonna send my hunter. Maybe. Depending on depending on what the other ones are, I thought the visual on the on the Kyrian looked cool, but this just seems to be powerful, and that's kind of what I'm looking for for her. So, yeah. Anyway, so that is Hunter. All right. So the next one I have up is Warlock. They get impending catastrophe. So call forth a cloud of chaotic anima that travels to the target enemy, dealing some amount of shadow damage to the enemies within their path. Uh, when the anima reaches the target, it explodes and inflicts either curse of weakness or curse of tongues and deals almost two and a half times the amount of the initial shadow damage over 12 seconds to all nearby enemies. I'm not quite sure what curse of weakness or curse of tongues is. I'm going to assume that is decently cool i'm going to assume that those are probably dots that have some yeah you got you and you're in the same boat with this as i am with warrior yeah is that these are the two classes that we have that neither of us have ever played yep we have to learn (laughs) so more or less i believe those are in fact dots okay where, well, the Curse of Weakness and Curse of... Those are, those are debuffs. That, that part I know. Curse of Weakness and Curse of Tongues are debuffs. And the Shadow Damage is... That'll be the dot. Is the dot. So it gives them both. And so... That's... I mean, that's... And it's on a one-minute cooldown. Yeah. Two-second cast, but that's not a, abnormal for the Warlock stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if you're not Affliction, everything is a long cast for Warlocks. Yeah, that's their jam, unfortunately. Okay, so next I got Rogues. And so, for Rogues, they get this ability called Slaughter. Again, with the flavorful stuff. Uh, Fun fact, costs 50 energy and requires stealth. So this is an opener. Yes. And so you slaughter your target, causing some amount of attack power. It looks like almost 100%. The target's anima mixes with your lethal poison, coating your weapons for the next five minutes. Slaughter poison deals shadow damage over time and steals 15% of the healing done to the target. This also awards two combo points. So slaughter rogues as they will undoubtedly be called, have a new pretty badass opener. Yeah. And this one looks like it's going to be great for PvP because you drop on them. Stealing 15% of the healing done means that you stabbed them. Their their homie is trying to heal them, and you get some of that, which also counts as damage. When you're dealing in an environment where a target is going to be consistently – taking damage, any reduction in that healing may as well be a dot. That's true. So I am... It's a weird dot. Don't get me wrong. But the Slaughter Poison also deals shadow damage. So, yeah. It's expensive. 50 energy at a time. But again, it's an opener. Gives you two combo points. I like it. This is kind of cool. I could absolutely imagine a rogue that likes to PvP going there. Yeah, for sure. Because, who boy, 15% a 15% healing reduction is a lot. But mm-hmm. a 15% healing steal, meaning I get it. Yeah. And my turn. 
that feels yeah, good. That keeps you, keeps you up longer too. Yeah, exactly. So no, I dig that quite a bit. All right, what do you got next? You got the monks. The monk. Vampire monks. Yeah, vamp monks. That's reason. Like an oxymoron. Anyway, so they get what's called fallen order. So Mm -hmm. it opens a mirror for 24 seconds. And I did actually see a video on this where it literally is a little mirror that pops up in the middle of nowhere. And these little things pop out. It summons reflections of your orders fallen of ox, crane, and tiger adepts every one to six seconds. So fallen monks have that have mastered the ox, crane, and tiger style will also have them attack your enemies with Breath of Fire, heal with enveloping mists, and assault with Fists of Fury, and assist you for an additional two seconds. It's an instant cast on three-minute cooldown. So when I watch the video of this, it's basically just like a bunch of little ads that come in and just like beat the crap out of what you're, what you're messing with. Yeah, pretty much. It's very cool. Like the visual on this is so cool. It and is. It's basically, I'm going to summon all my friends instead of having to do it on separate cooldowns, etc. Mm-hmm. It's just like, check out my homies. Yep. And I really dig that. So that is kind of exciting. Also, I'm, I'm now that we're going through these abilities, I'm starting to see like, okay, the goth kids have some cool stuff. <laughs> Begrudgingly, we'll have to accept them. <laughs> Begrudgingly, I may have to accept them as somewhat cool. All right, so uh, Demon Hunter, I got that one next. Sinful Brand. Uh, you brand an enemy with the Mark of Venthyr, reducing their melee and casting speeds by 30%. Whoa. And inflicting a very large amount of attack power, shadow damage over eight seconds. Activating metamorphosis applies sinful brand to all nearby enemies. Hello. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I would absolutely like to deal a significant amount of attack power damage over eight seconds to all nearby enemies and slow down their melee and casting speeds by 30%. This sounds like such an amazing tank ability. Considering they metamorphose into their tanking form and leap right into the crowd on just about every pull that I have ever seen. So that is so cool. Wow. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of that. I watched a video of this one too, and it was pretty cool looking. Yeah. Big fan of that. All right. So what do you got next? All right. So my final one that I have is Druid. They get Ravenous Frenzy. So for 20 seconds, Druid spells that you cast increase your damage, healing, and haste by 2%, and it stacks. If you spend one and a half seconds idle, the Frenzy will overcome you, consuming 3% of your health per stack, stunning you for one second and then ending. So basically, this is going to be a you cast this and you better go to town. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to probably kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm curious to see. I haven't seen any videos of anybody putzing around with this yet, but I'm kind of curious to see how that works. And it's just like you will have to have the ability to move for 20 seconds or at least freely cast for 20 seconds. Yeah, no, true. I think they're, you know, this will be great during Hero. Yeah, as long as Hero is like a a tank and spake and like you can sit there and just free cast. Like there are definitely some times where we, we hit hero and we're running around like crazy people and it's great for melee and not so much for the ranged. True. But 
I mean, don't druids have a bunch of instant cast damage dealing spells though? I mean, yeah, they got moonfire and sunfire and whatever, but like, and I mean, that's just boomkins. That I'm sure. Honestly, this is probably geared more towards uh, feral. Would be my guess. It's um. Yeah. No. I, oh, you're feral. Like feral cats. Of, yeah, the ones that can move around a lot easier. And True. Just spam everything under the sun. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's kind of neat. All right, so there we go. Ravenous Frenzy for the Druids. All right, so that's your last one. Mm-hmm. Now mine. The Death Knights. This is another one that I have not played, So, but I'm very excited to give it a shot. Mm. And I have to do it before the pre-patch. <laughs> because if I do it before the pre if I don't do it before the pre-patch, then I have to level a whole bunch more. So I'm gonna get my free levels and make my death knight very soon. So they have an ability called Swarming Mist. Which is a heavy mist surrounds you for eight seconds, increasing your chance to dodge by 10%, which is great. <laughs> Deals 20% of your attack power, which again, I'm sure that's gonna get balanced. Shadow damage every one second to enemies within 10 yards. Every time it deals damage to you, uh, or every time it deals damage, you gain three runic power up to a maximum of 15 runic power. So this is on a one minute cooldown. So this is really just an enabler. Once, pretty much once a fight, you're gonna pop this at the beginning and it costs one rune, which is almost nothing. And you just pop this, it's, got mitigation because you don't it your dodge is going to go up by 10% which is great for tanks or for you know DPS e- either way it deals a reasonable amount of damage every 1 second so what it says is it's 20% of the attack power shadow damage every 1 second so you're going to do more than you're going to do that eight times over the course of eight seconds to every enemy. So this is a reasonable AOE. I don't think it's going to change the universe, but it's a reasonable amount for one runic power and a one minute cooldown. I think that's fair. And it's going to give you three runic power every second if you do it right. And that's pretty good. This is an enabler. It's going to give you tons of runic power, which will be great for tanks because they need to use that to generate abilities, etc. And for DPS, I mean, you're going to be able to just dump all this out. So I would absolutely love this as a paladin. If I had an ability that kept giving, feeding me holy power every second, you know, if Consecrate, this is basically like Consecrate. If Consecrate made me dodge better and gave me holy power every time I was standing in a tick of it, <laughs> I would do that every minute without even thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, I dig that. I dig it a lot. I could definitely see this being a really good tank mechanic, like a um, tank ability. Yeah. They would be able to just kind of like, especially with um, anything that has more than one uh, NPC that they have to fight, where they could just, you know, drop it and then instantly get threat on everything in the circle, which would be great. You mean like in Mythic Pluses where they pull crazy amounts of monsters? (laughs) I, my only question is, I don't know, if, are, do you know if Death Knights are, this is something we haven't really talked about, do you know if the Death Knights are AOE capped? Because have you heard about that know. thing? I don't know, because they could theoretically drop it on a bunch of mobs and then um, grip a bunch more in. 
Well, have you heard about the the AOE cap thing? No. So this is relevant because you play multiple AOE classes. So they are capping damage that can be dealt to enemies in one attack for certain classes. They're calling it an AOE cap. So for example, hunters can only damage five enemies at a time. Oh, okay. So if you pull 20 things, you cannot kill the, you cannot just do a billion DPS dealing damage to them. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not the, the Death Knights are capped. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Everybody just has to get back down on my level because shamans can only do um, chain lightning to three people at a time. So <laughs> everybody's just got to get back on your level. Forever. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, how that works. Also, that does put a cap on the because I believe paladins are capped. So that does put a little bit of a damper on the crazy Venethir throw five shields out at people. So what's what kind of mount are you getting if you hop into this into this covenant? Because we talked about all the abilities. These look cool. I mean, I think if I were to take them in total, I actually would rank this collectively better than the Kirin. Yeah, so the Kirin had the really cool like Valkyrie wings, but they like that was about it like they had the really cool valkyrie wings and like shiny gold stuff their mount was kind of cool it was like an armored tiger something it looks kind of like a lion um it's a weird hunting cat yeah and then this one is like a another war bear like this is a very spiky very well armored bear with a gargoyle on it. <laughs> and that, I mean, that is, that by itself is kind of cool. Yeah. But, so, yeah, it'll be, I will be interested to see how that, how, how many people end up picking that up. And also, I'm curious as to what it's, like, enhanced form is going to be. Because oh, yeah. one of the things they've talked about, one of the things that they have talked about is that there is going to be, like, an upgrade path. Yeah. Later on. So they do have three soul binds. And so who are they? So they've got Nadia, the, Wisp- the Mistblade, General okay. Draven, and Theotar, the Mad Duke. So basically, all of them just kind of have this like, all of the covenants tend to have a survivability a throughput, and, like, a quality-of-life enhancement soulbind. Okay. So Nadia tends to be the throughput one that I've seen, basically, just, like, looking at all of her, um, the soulbind tree that she has, it seems to be more of mass DPS output, really good for, you know, world questing and stuff. General Draven is more of the survivability. He's kind of, like, the tankier one. So he gives, he gives you abilities to kind of help you survive, like, increased armor and stuff like that. And then Theotar has all of the creature comforts and quality of life enhancements, where he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, here's a here's a potion, and here's a, you know, an easier way to get around, and this, that, and the other. And his was really, really weird. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed kind of like a 
uh, I don't know, like more of like an RP tree to me than the other two. I think that's probably fair. I mean, one of his fir- very first abilities for Theotar the Mad Duke is your your door of shadows frees you from roots. Right. That's kind of nice. Making combat potions last a little bit nicer. Okay, I want to know Soothing Shade. So your spells and abilities have a chance to call Tubbins and Gubbins to your side for 12 seconds. <laughs> Parasol in hand. Standing in the shaded area grants you 10% mastery. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be super one. real. He- He's got one that says he'll cover the cost of your transmogs. Like, okay, that's... that's... <laughs> Talk about creature I mean, coverage. I'm going to be real with you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and you know there are some people that are going to use that. Oh, for sure. But again, it feels very much more like an RP talent tree. Yeah. And a PvE one or a PvP one. You're not wrong. Although the Wasteland propriety or is so activating your Venthyr class ability signals the start of tea time, granting 10% versatility to you and 4% versatility for up to four nearby allies and it lasts 10 seconds. That is actually kind of cool because if you're a tank, for example, giving yourself 10% versatility is pretty good, but being able to give it to everybody is also kind of cool. So... I kind of dig that. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. So this is, you're right. Let me look at the ultimates for the other. So for Nadia, her ultimate, which is, that's just what I'm calling the, the top tier one. So while in combat, you gain a stack of Thrill Seeker every two seconds or four stacks on killing an enemy. That's a lot. At 40 stacks, Thrill Seeker is consumed and grants you euphoria, euphoria speeding up everything you do by 20% for 10 seconds. Wow. So really So it's like a thrill, hero. Thrill seat well yeah, but you can get it over and over again because it doesn't have that clause. And so it de- delays again, this is gonna be another one that's great for Mythic Plus, or it's gonna be great for long boss fights, because I mean I, I think that's the yeah. other issue. So you get a stack every two seconds, or four stacks on killing an enemy. So every two seconds you get a stack. So that's every eighty seconds of just boss combat you get a 10 second hero ish. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would love to be a healer, you know, or a, you know, mage or something like that. Just make it, it that, that seems pretty okay to me, but again, mythic plus again, it even faster. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to cut that in half. And so you're probably going to be getting this every pull. Because, you know, you're pulling like eight, ten enemies. So this is a DPS thing or a tank. I don't know if the healer would do that very often. But so that's kind of neat. And what's this big guy? His ultimate service and stone damage taken below 40% of your health is reduced by 10. Upon death, you leave a stone husk behind, which shatters after three seconds, inflicting 100% of your maximum health and damage split among nearby enemies and healing for 100% of your... Whoa. Okay, so assuming it's relative, you know, because the, the numbers are going to be tuned relative, right? Right. Right now, Dorngard has about 470,000 hit points. Right. So if I get ganked in the middle of a fight 
after three seconds, he deals 470 that he would deal 470,000 damage to whatever mob or, you know, if it was a single boss, just here have 470,000 deuces and healing and basically heals everybody else to full. You know, maybe not the tank, but I that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. See, oh, survivability, man. throughput. I, I wasn't I wasn't denying you. <laughs> That's really good. Now I want to go back and I'm revisiting the now I'm revisiting the other the the other ones. So the soulbind for Venthyr are are better also. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go, folks. I guess I'm taking I'm taking Kyrian for my class ability, okay, everybody? And because Dorngard's gonna hang out with angels and not goth kids. So y'all leave me alone. <laughs> so your hunter can go hang out with the goth kids. I think my hunter is going to have to hang out with the goth kids. She'll just I'm, be the emo sister. It's fine. She's definitely, she's going to go, well, it's, she's like a half sister because she's cute. She's a Kul'Tyrian human. Dorngard's a dwarf. They're related, but it's complicated. They're, she's stepsister or something like that. So <laughs> it's cool. She can have a goth phase. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it Venandegard's goth phase. There you go. Man, I am Ella sold on those guys. So everybody, there you go. I went from hating them to putting one of my mains in there, there all at once. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on what covenant you guys are going to be in. So please tweet at us at EFG LFG PST or, you know, find us in game, send me a message on Dorngard and I'd be happy to chat with you because this is going to be one of those fun conversations. I think we're going to have to rank them all for reals when we're done and, and predict how they're all going to come out. Cause I'm curious as to any of these are going to get nerfed out of existence. So everybody, Dana, thank you very much for recording with me again. This is episode five, by the way. I know we're killing it. We're just, we're just, it, it's just what happens. The content never stops once it starts. So everybody, thank you very much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed listening as much as Dana and I enjoyed recording. Can you tell I haven't figured out my closing yet? So <laughs> we will be back next week where we will pick Maldraxxus. Or whatever. Oh, necro lords. We're gonna do the necro stuff next. We're gonna finish with some nice happy little trees, but next week we're gonna go right into the necro necro lords. So until then, everybody, we will see you after the reset. But until then, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.